Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. Welcome to this month's Sunlight Spotlight. Sunlight Spotlight is an opportunity to hear from our Sunlight families. Why did they decide to homeschool with Sunlight? What do they love about it? And what advice would they give to other Sunlighters? Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Sunny from Sunlight here, and I am being joined today by the Fiedlers. I am Felicia. And I'm Tim. And we have three boys, Jonathan, Artemis, Maddox. They are 10, 8, and 6. Well, perfect. And what made you two decide that you wanted to homeschool your boys? That's, for me at least, that's something I've always wanted to do. I would, when I was a little girl, I would always tell everybody, like, I'm going to homeschool my kids one day. I begged my parents to homeschool me. Um, and then I would sit my brothers and my stuffed animals up all summer and like homeschool them. And, um, yeah, it's just something that's always like God placed on my heart from a very young age. I love that. So how did you discover homeschooling then? You said, even as a child, you were asking your parents to homeschool you. So did you know other homeschoolers or what was it that made you think you wanted to be homeschooled and you had that teaching gift and all of that? I didn't know other homeschoolers. Well, I was homeschooled for probably like six months when my family moved, um, just because we moved in the middle of the school year type of thing. So I was only homeschooled for like a few months. And then um, I loved being home. I'm a homebody. And uh, it was just something that I kind of got to do on my own and, you know, explore things that were more up my speed. So Tim, what did you think when Felicia brought up the idea of homeschooling? Was that something you had considered for children or was that, you know, a complete shock? How did, how did you react to that? Well, first I thought she was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, then um, with everything um, like she has showed me and everything else, because I come from like a, what you can say a traditional family, like I went to school uh, from like 8 a.m. to like 3, 3 p.m. and so forth. And she brought the idea of she wanted to homeschool. And um, I'm like, I don't know what entails with that, but I trusted her very much. And um, she showed me everything that she's doing and what it does and everything else. And um, and so far, so far, like I cannot complain. So what was it that made you choose Sunlight and kind of a literature-based program because of course there's different types of curriculum out there and different ways to homeschool so what was it that made you think sunlight was going to be a good choice so um that's actually kind of a funny story <laughs> so our oldest was a micro preemie he was one pound 15 ounces when he was born um, so we spent over two months in the NICU and I actually was sitting in his NICU room with a sunlight catalog um <laughs> The nurses thought I was like, they're like, you, you've got a lot of time, honey. Like he's, you know, <laughs> not even two pounds. Um, 
but I just sat there and it's something that I love to read. Like there was a time when I was, I remember, I want to say spring break, Christmas break, something like that as a kid. And I literally came out for food and to use the restroom. Other than that, I stayed in my room for three days and just read nonstop. I love to read. I, I was sitting here reading a book, waiting for this to start actually. And um, I always have a book on me and I just, I really enjoy good literature and I love that sunlight gave that in and it's just a really fun way to learn, learn history in a way that I didn't learn it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. When you have those stories to learn it, it just, you retain it better. It makes it so much more interesting. What does a typical homeschool day look like for you and your boys? Um, we typically get up in the morning. So Tim works, um, Tim's in the military and he works five, at 5 a.m. And I am not a morning person, so I don't get up for that time frame. Um, we normally get up and I make breakfast for me and the kids. And while they're eating breakfast, we start all of our Bible memory. So before they can take a bite of food, they know we do our Bible memory scripture every morning and we pull, we do two different levels of HBL this year. And I have Jonathan and HBLE and I have Artemis and Maddox sharing HBLA. And um, we do all of our Bible memory work from HBLA as a family. Um, And so we do that and then they start, as soon as we finish all of our recitation for that, they start eating and I start reading our Bible, our history and our literature from both levels at the same, like just go through them. And then um, normally I try to get a little cleaned up after that, we just, we go to the table and do all of our table subjects after that. And just where we can normally be, if we get going in the morning, we can be done by 11, 12 o'clock, and then they just get to hang out and play with Lego and swim and yeah, and do all the fun things. So that's interesting what you said about how they're in separate programs. You've got the two youngest in A together and then your oldest in E, but yet you choose to do one verse for all of them and you read everything from both to everybody. So how did you decide to do that? Because your boys are close enough in age that yeah, you really can combine or not, but but what made that idea or that plan really stick well for your family? So initially, I actually tried to put um, our middle boy Artemis in his own level. It just wasn't working how I needed it to. He wasn't mature enough quite, quite where I needed him to be for learning. So I actually dropped him back and he started thriving. And I was like, well, Maddox is in the same like age range for this. And so I'm just like, well, we're just going to try because I I honestly didn't go into it with the intent of combining at all. I figured we were just going to do our own levels for each child and um, it just worked out beautifully. And then the doing the memory work, I really love the idea of doing Bible as a family, just because I, the Bible is meant for everybody. And it's just, you know, God inspired word that reaches a two-year-old to like a hundred-year-old. and I figure if we're memorizing scripture, whether it's from the HBLE or HBLA, it doesn't matter. We're memorizing scripture together. And I figure HBLA was going to be easier with doing the younger two. And um, I still have my, I still have Jonathan doing his, um, like starting strong and reading his own student reading from the Bible. And he does that independently. But um, 
I just, I like the idea of being able to study the Bible together and really just pull on those stories and what we're learning in our day-to-day life. I love that. Um, and then also have you repeated since your oldest is in level E, have you started repeating levels again with your younger sons and what has that process been like? And are you doing anything differently the second time around or third time around than you did initially? Yes. So, um, I initially, I've done all the levels now from three, four, and so I've done three, four, four, five, A, B, C, D, and K. I've also done K. Um, and now also I just started E this year. Um, but I feel like I kind of, I've learned how to balance that idea better what to expect more of, you know, just, you know, sometimes we, I love my IG, especially for reading my, what do I need to do each day? But I go back and forth. Sometimes I use it for the discussion questions. Cause I'm just like, I don't really know what to ask. And other times, like I can just bang it out. And, you know, I've learned how to let go of certain books. Like I'm going to probably make a lot of people mad at this one. I hate adventures with waffles. I just, I could not stand that book. And I know that. I rarely hear that. That's interesting. (laughs) I know. And I don't know why. And we might reread it. But if I start rereading it this year for A, I honestly may substitute it out for Dr. Doolittle because Dr. Doolittle was taken out. But when my oldest did it, I felt like I had to stick to every little thing. And I feel like I've kind of relaxed a little more in a lot of that and just being able to breathe more and like, you know, it's okay because we're reading more books right now than most kids probably read in their entire childhood. (laughs) And um, so just learning which books I like, but I'm also finding books that I didn't like initially, like the um, Things People Do book in P4 or 5. I could not stand that book when I read it with my oldest, but I read it with my younger two this year, not like, I guess, a couple of years ago. Um, and I absolutely loved it. So, you know, your taste change and you understand the purpose of it better too, as you go. Yeah, I think you make really good points, uh, both about what you said. Sometimes you don't like a book with the first child that you read it to, but then you like it again when you read it later. I know I've had that experience with my two as well. The more the child gets into it, the more I like it. So yeah, I think that's a great point that even if you don't like it initially, you know, maybe try it with your next kid and see how they like it. Um, And then also you talked about the IG when you started out wanting to follow it very closely and do everything on the IG, but now you feel more that you can kind of flex it and use it as a guide, but you can drop or add things as you want to, you know, so how do you kind of make those determinations or figure out, you know, what, what absolutely needs to be done versus what would be nice to be do, nice to do. And then also what you think you're going to drop for a specific child or children. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a balancing act. And like, I just kind of have to, sometimes it's just seasons. Like we've had a really rough year, honestly, with, um, my, uh, my dad passed away from cancer this year. And I just lost my grandmother a month ago as well. Um, we're in the process of building a house and moving, um, like this last year from literally a year ago, this month to now, it's just been a lot between deployments for Tim. Um, we just, we've had a lot going on in our lives that I feel like that also has kind of given me that perspective of, you know, sometimes it's okay to step back and 
reprioritize what needs to happen. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, as life changes, you may have different things going on. And that's one of the perks of homeschooling is that you have a little more flexibility that way. What have you guys found to be the biggest benefit to homeschooling with sunlight? Um, I will say for me, especially with him being, with Tim being military, before he was in the military, he worked for Walmart actually, and had very weird schedule. And we've been able to just do a lot of things like, you know, oh, he has Tuesdays, Wednesdays off. And we adjust our school week where we have Tuesday, Wednesdays off. And, um, so we were able to adjust a lot of things. And, you know, we went to Disneyland at the end of September, few years back and there was almost nobody there it was wonderful <laughs> and um so for me that flexibility of just being able to not stress or like you know we're moving and I don't have to worry about the school district we're moving into because we're not putting the kids in the school district so that's for me so Felicia deals mostly with the kids because of course I'm gone and so forth but what I like about it the most is like if she needs me to take over because something happened like she needs a good dinner or something um because she doesn't trust me in the kitchen um <laughs> but like like the guideline that there is i can follow it she can have the books out and i can just follow the guideline and see where the kids are at then um and that's what i like really like about it and it's easy to like like felicia said it is like to move the schedule around if we really have to move yeah, and that's a great point too, with the IG being fully planned out, it's very easy to hand it off to your spouse and say, here, can you do this? I've checked off what I've done or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, that definitely makes it a lot easier to kind of do that tag team approach if you need to. Um, Felicia, you said that you had always planned homeschool. Now that you're in here and doing it, do you think you'll continue homeschooling all the way through high school with the boys? Or is there ever a chance that might change? That's my intention. We we talked a lot about that. And that is the intention, God willing, of course, because I just I want to make sure that I want to follow God's plan for their lives and just really listen to that. And I do feel like God is telling us that we're gonna homeschool all the way through. Um, but as we all know, that can change. And I want to make sure that I am listening to that. Um, and so at this point. One of those things I used to be that person plan out. I, I actually had a paper written out of what my kids were going to do every year for, you know, kindergarten through high school. And now I'm like, well, we'll see what we're doing next year when we get closer to finishing this year. And we just, you know, you deal with life and um, things that just pop up and not everything can be planned out how you want it to be. So ideally that is our goal, but it's also flexible in what needs to happen. Yeah, and that is great. What advice or encouragement would you give to a family who's maybe considering homeschooling or just starting out? You know, what would you tell them at the beginning of that journey? For I, I, uh, I feel like with COVID hitting, so many people took this leap, and I, I had a lot of people coming at me for help. And I, one of my first things I always ask them is what they're looking for in a curriculum because are you wanting to mimic public school? Or are you wanting to get away from that? And so I always encourage them first, figure out how you want your kids to learn and how they want to learn and just slowly like get your feet wet. You don't have to jump into it with both feet. And my other biggest thing is don't be afraid to switch things up if it's not working because it is so much better to do things when you're all happy. And I'm not talking about just a hard day, but if it's consistent, you need to just be okay and be flexible and be like, okay, 
this is no longer working how we need it to. We need to change things up. And that is 100% okay to do. That is great advice. Well, thank you both for joining me today. I really appreciate hearing about your Sunlight experience. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today for Sunlight Spotlight. Would you like to see your family featured next month? If so, please make sure to apply at sunlight.com. You can also nominate another Sunlight family if you'd like. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us here on the Sunlight Connections podcast. You can also visit Sunlight Curriculum on social media, in our Sunlight app, or at sunlight.com. I am Sunny from Sunlight, reminding you to tune in next time.